Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Vipe Desai, and it is time once again for another amazing episode of the Army of Game Changers podcast. In case you forgot or are listening for the first time, this is the podcast where I reach deep into my network and pull incredible people onto the show to share their best career and leadership insights. Because you know, we could all use a little help to get ahead in life, career, and business. On today's show, my guest is Jamie Parker, the president and CEO of Jaybird, the pioneer in wireless headphones technology. And for full disclosure, I've owned several pairs of Jaybirds over the years and can say from experience, they have lived up to their hype and in many cases exceeded my expectations. Jamie has also held numerous leadership roles at Nike, so we're in for a real treat. Let's get after it. Hey, Jamie, good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining me on the Army of Game Changers podcast. It's so great to have you on. Um, give me an update. What's going on in your world? Yeah, Mike, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun to, to get a chance to chat. So, um, you know, I think as, as, as you know, we, we made a pretty big move. My family and I, we, uh, we moved to Park City about a year ago and joined the, the Jaybird family. And so the last, you know, 12 months have been really a, a readjustment, um, after almost, uh, 15 years with Nike. So, We've been on sort of a fun ride of, of just getting kind of connected to a new company and, and kind of building that strategy and then as a family kind of adjusting to a totally new lifestyle in, in Park City, which is pretty amazing. Now, where did you move from? So, you know, my wife and I were both uh, both at Nike for about 15 years, so I would say we would call Portland home base, and, and that's where we were last, Portland, Oregon. Um, but we spent uh, the last seven years um, abroad. So we were in the UK for uh, two plus years, and then we were in Brazil for for almost four years, and then came back to Portland for about uh, twelve months. Got it. Okay. So you know, going from Portland to uh, Park City, probably not a whole lot of difference in weather and climate and surroundings and everything. You've got that outdoorsy vibe and everything going still. So right, yeah. That I think both have a great vibe of, of people and culture that love the outdoors. So there's a lot of similarities there. I'd say there's there's probably a, a few more days of sunshine in Park City than there is in Portland. But uh, I, you know, I often find myself the the comparison is is typically not made between Park City and and Portland, but but actually Park City and and Sao Paulo. I think we were 30 million plus in in Sao Paulo people and. Uh, I think the community of Park City is around 10,000 on full-time residents, so a massive shift over uh, just over a year for for us and the family. Yeah, I bet. I bet going from a crowded, hustling, bustling city to almost like a little town, and what a beautiful town Park City is. Um, You know, look, uh, you know, you've had an amazing journey at Nike with numerous leadership roles, and now you're at Jaybird, but... Let's talk about your role at Nike and the numerous roles that you've had. What are some career insights that you gained along that uh, that trip? And then, you know, what can you pass along to some of my listeners of, you know, what you learned from that time? Absolutely. It's, it's such a good question. And, you know, I think um, after kind of 14-plus years and, and working in a couple different countries, I'd say – 
you know, feel so fortunate to have had the opportunity to kind of work there um, at a brand like Nike. You know, there's so many talented people, you know, around you. And, and not only do you gain lessons just from your own personal journey, but you're sort of surrounded by people that have also had incredible journeys. And, you know, got asked, asked that question a lot. Nike is, is a culture of informal coffee chats and, you know, connections uh, with peers and with folks who are looking for advice. And, you know, one of the consistent themes I found, you know, particularly with, um, you know, high performers or, or talented individuals is they tend to get caught in the what's next mentality um, and skip past the do the current job as well as you freaking can uh, mentality. And so, you know, it's, it's almost a blindingly obvious um, insight or, or sort of career piece of advice, but the best way to really get groundswell in your career is to really, you know, do a, a, an incredible job at the, the role that you have and, and really be known for being an outperformer and in the opportunity that's being presented to you at that moment. Those things open up so many windows of opportunity if you, if you get that right. And I think sometimes, you know, particularly people that, you know, are looking for the next thing and are super excited – um, and have a lot of talent, you know, it's often easy to kind of look past today and, and start thinking about what's next. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point you bring up. I think a lot of times, when, um, you know, as I look back on um, the, the businesses that I've worked in and the people that I've worked with, is like they get into a position, but instead of mastering that position and also – um, building a team around that position and, you know, who might be the next leader to take that role, they're, they're kind of jumping ahead and thinking about where their next promotion is coming from. They're not thinking about what you said as, like, you know, being incredible in that current role. Exactly. I, I think, you know, as I said, I, I sort of think about it as a groundswell. When you're, when you're really uh, taking names in, in your current role and, and doing everything you can to be kind of considered an outperformer there, you know, you just get great buzz, you get great recognition, and it's natural for people around you, whether that's leadership or peers, to look for you, look to you for, for opportunities. And so I think just creating that own momentum for yourself is, is a key to, to success. Yeah. I mean, do you think uh, people need to be their own cheerleaders in organizations like Nike? Yeah, I think, you know, every, every company culture is a little different and, and some companies have, you know, very formal structures of how people move through career progression. And then there's, there's companies and I would put Nike in this bucket that are a little bit more informal. And there's absolutely a role to play around, you know, making sure you network, making sure that your work gets, um, spotlighted. Um, you know, I think you have to make sure that you're, um, you know, in, in, in the light in some ways, but I think a lot of that gets taken care of based on what we talked about, which is just, you know, really doing an incredible job and making sure that, you know, the people around you see that um, because then, you know, it, it's natural for them to, to highlight you or, or to focus on, on the work that you're doing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Any other uh, career tips along the way that you picked up uh, through Nike or your journey there? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would say, and, and I'm sure there's probably, you know, listeners out there that would agree and some that wouldn't, but, you know, for me, one of the things that I found super helpful in my career path has been really to, to, to focus on passion and, and, to, and wherever possible, mass, mass, um, 
connect passion with purpose. And uh, the reason why I say that, you know, when, when you're fired up about what you do and what you're waking up to do every day, it's so much easier to be engaged, to be an outperformer, to be kind of emotionally and intellectually, you know, connected to the job that you're doing. And so I've found that, you know, passion has played a, a big role in the decisions I've made around my career. And I think a lot of times, you know, um, I look at, at folks who are asking me for advice and, and traditionally the first sort of consideration set is, is the dollars and cents. And I found that over time, as you, as you look for things that are really, that really excite you and are going to engage you, that over time that's a more, a more beneficial path, even if it's not necessarily the most kind of dollar maximizing path in the short term. Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, look, let's let's talk a little bit about leadership because as I look at your roles at Nike and also what you're doing now at Jaybird, you've had quite a bit of time and experience in leadership roles. Let's talk about some of the leadership lessons that you've learned along the way and what can you share about leadership to other folks that are maybe moving into leadership positions? What advice would you give them? So pretty yeah, broad question about leadership. Yeah, no, it's it's a great question. I, I think, you know, there's a couple of things that stand out to me that have been been really helpful. One, um, in, in the path that I've had in the industries that I've I've played in, I, I think one of the things um that Nike in general and, and, and Jaybird certainly is learning as well is just to really always start with the consumer. And that may sound like an unintuitive leadership um, advice um, uh, piece of information, but the reality is if you really know who you're trying to serve and what your business is trying to serve, things you know that leaders are expected to do, like crafting strategy, becomes so much easier. You know, innovation agendas, brand and marketplace decisions, all of that stuff becomes much more simpler when you're really sharp on who you're trying to serve and who your consumer is. By getting to that more crisp strategy, the team that you, you lead or the, the group that you're working with has a much easier time understanding the strategy and really being able to digest it. So for me, kind of, I always start with that. It's, it's, it's a mantra in, in most of the companies that I've, I've worked in that, that starting with the consumer is kind of the, the aha that, you know, probably isn't super surprising, but is super effective in terms of creating clarity as a leader. Yeah, that makes, look, that makes a lot of sense. I think sometimes leaders don't think about that. The customer is really, or the consumer is really kind of like a secondary or tertiary thought. It's up to somebody else on the team to think about that. But really, the consumer is the one that drives the business, and you have to create a team around that type of consumer, right? That's that's absolutely right. I think, you know, if you think about, you know, some of the companies that I've worked on and and you think about the decisions that we have to make on a daily basis, you know, what kind of products do we want to create? How do we tell our story as a brand? You know, how do we shape the marketplace to serve that consumer? All of those things um, need to reflect how, how you're, you're serving a specific news or a specific person that really understands your brand. And so, you know, the sharper you are on how that consumer behaves, what are the things that they want, and really capture those insights, the sharper your strategy becomes, which ultimately leads to a more successful business plan. 
Yeah, look, I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't heard that from any of my other guests, uh, starting with the consumer. So you really touched on something that I think other leaders are going to pay attention to. Now, look, uh, you know, before we started rolling on the call and everything, you said something really important. I want you to jump back into that thought, and that was that, you know, helping people to move past you. Um, I think that's yeah. something that leaders are really – good leaders – look at, and, and you brought it up, and I want you to hit on that a little bit and expand on it. Yeah, of course. I, you know, we, we were talking just about, you know, some of the benchmarks of good leadership, and, and you know, it, it's so funny because it, it's very clear companies have KPIs, whether they're financial goals or brand metrics or other things that are, you know, measurements of, of success, and, you know, I think it gets a little bit looser when you get to things like leadership or, you know, career and, and, and those types of things. And I said, you know, early on I had gotten some advice from uh, somebody I consider to be a great leader, and he said, hey, listen, uh, one of the, the best measurements of you doing a great job as a leader is that the people that work with you or are a part of your team are able to surpass you. You know, great looks like that somebody that works for you ultimately becomes your boss. And that means that you're really tapping into the team and, and giving them the, the foundation to be at their best. And that's kind of stuck with me throughout my career that, you know, it's not about personal gain. It's about the gain of the team and, and allowing people and individuals to get to their, their, their highest potential. Yeah, very few people think like that, Jamie. I think everybody wants to think like that, but very few people think like that. You've articulated it very well. And, you know, I followed a similar path, and, you know, in a simpler format, I've called my, my mantra has been make others successful. It's, it's just simple. And when you make other people successful, you, you get to see their journey grow, but it also helps you in your own personal journey as well because, you, you know, you're creating more leaders. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and high-performing teams, you know, everyone does well. You know, everyone gets to, to enjoy that success. And, you know, I, I think, you know, people often think about, you know, personal success has to come at the expense of somebody else being successful. And, and you know, even great sport analogies, you know, sort of um, support what we're talking about, which is, you know, when people start thinking individually, the team doesn't necessarily really perform well. When everyone's sort of thinking about the team goals, you know, you start to see high-performing teams, they all win. They all succeed. They all win. And so, you know, I think that very much is true in, in corporate worlds or, or in career paths as well. Yeah, and even more so now. I think um, to your point earlier about passion and purpose, I think people want to work with leaders like that, that, that have similar traits to what you're talking about. Um, and especially now, I mean, before it seems like corporations were all about, you know, just cut and dry and, you know, it's like cut people, fire people, get the best performers, lose the fat, whatever it is. And now you're seeing more of this team mode that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we know every individual has, has strengths and, and weaknesses and it's, it's, as a leader, it's about how do you tap into those things to, to get to the best possible outcome for the whole. And, you know, so everyone has a, a role to play and, and can contribute very meaningfully as long as you know who those people are and, and how to tap into them effectively. And I, that goes into probably one of the other things that, that I'd say and, and kind of have learned along my journey is 
I think it's, it, 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 it tends to be the first thought is leadership and success and career is tied to, to IQ, meaning how, you know, how smart you are. And the reality is, I think, particularly the more you, you move on in your career, it becomes more about the EQ um, that, that really allows you to be successful. You know, I'm, I'm not in the day-to-day weeds as much as I used to be. It's about how I get the best out of my team and make them feel committed to the cause and excited about what we're doing. And, and so that, you know, is, is, you know, a really key part of, of finding success as a leader. Yeah. Now, great points there. Look, uh, let's, let's, let's jump into, uh, one more thing before we wrap things up and I let you get back to your day. But you've been over, you've been at Jaybird for a little over 12 months. Um, what, what are some insights from the, from that uh, short 12 month journey so far? Anything, um, you know, stand out at, stand out to you? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's, it's been such an interesting journey, um, because, you know, moving from, from Nike, you know, primarily, um, footwear and apparel to, um, Jaybird, which is consumer electronics and sport, uh, Bluetooth headphones has been a, it's been a massive jump for me. Um, in such a good way, you know, I, I would say, you know, I get excited about learning new things. I, I constantly want to be in learning mode. So in a lot of ways, it's been very fun. And, and to some of the, the things that we talked about, I had to initially get really sharp on our consumer and then how that consumer interacted into that world of our marketplace and how we storytell, et cetera. And so, you know, I think, I think my, my first 12 months has, has really been about that, really getting sharp on our consumer and really feeling like I understand the insights from that consumer so that we can make better products, you know, tell our story in a better way, um, you know, to, to make this company better. And, and so that's, that's really where, where I've spent most of my time over the last, uh, you know, call it 12 months. Well, it sounds like things are really exciting over there and especially with you at the helm. Look, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing insights. This is really important stuff for listeners to hear. If people want to follow you, what's the best way that they can do that? Do that. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, I, I don't know if any of my social handles are all that exciting. My my Instagram account is uh, jbparker02, and uh, you know people are are more than welcome to follow me there. Most of it's trail running and being in the mountains and and travel and stuff like that, but it's also a way that you can DM me and and, and uh, connect as well. So that's what I'd recommend. Perfect. Well, Jamie, thanks so much again for uh, jumping on the podcast. I appreciate your insights and uh, look forward to seeing Jaybird's success in the future. Such a pleasure, and, and thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Wow, another incredible show with actionable insights courtesy of Jamie Parker from Jaybird. I hope you enjoyed this show, and if you did, please take a moment to leave us a review on the iTunes page, and feel free to share this episode with friends and colleagues. And if this show or any other has impacted you in a positive way, I'd love to hear about it. Shoot me an email at vipe at hdxmix.com with your comments. Now, the Army of Game Changers podcast would not be possible without my team at HDX. If you want to learn more about our healthy and environmentally friendly sports drink mix, click your way over to hdxmix.com and check us out. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this episode. Have a great week, and we will be back soon with more insights from today's most influential leaders.